0: Good morning, afternoon or evening, please delete as appropriate. Hello there. And welcome to this episode 304 of the Material Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Anatko,
1: And I am one of your other hosts, Florence ion
0: I hope I hope you like that intro because I sometimes I feel as though I come on uh, when I do that intro a little bit like a 1985 like FM slash used to be AM radio broadcaster. Shadow Steve! No, so I, so no, no, I, I wanted no. to turn a little bit towards the light FM.
1: Yeah, no, and I'm feeling that. Um, so Andy and I have had to start doing the podcast a little later for both of us, uh, just because of my new work schedule. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we are I, no, I, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it worked out this way because we're like your aperitif. You're like, oh, th- you're, it's it's like I, I'm I'm hoping that this recording this podcast is like, you know, it's five oh one and it's and it's nineteen let's say it's nineteen sixty eight and there's a sort of unwritten rule that at this that the the boss doesn't care if like the whiskey bottle comes out of the desk drawer after five o'clock and so everyone is just going to have uh, who who uh, who travels to and from work by commuter rail and doesn't drive so you know we're just, we're just going to knock back like a one glass of a very nice whiskey. Unwind before we go and do go go home and and, and knock off for the day. That's that's that why I hope this nice. is
1: like. It. That's I was just ima- I'm sorry, I was imagining myself in a conversation pit the entire time, surrounded oh God, by furniture of the times. <laughs> no, I like the conversation pit. I'm sorry. I but know how. My- I, I'm,
0: I'm so sorry that they're so completely impractical that. I, I don't know how long, how old I was when I realized that, oh, well, that means that there's like uh, at least like th- two and a half feet of dead space underneath there that you had to build the platform up over. Uh, dang it.
1: Sure. I know. But think so about. Cozy. Listen, I'm now at this age where I am just really thinking about things I would have enjoyed in my 20s. And True. I feel like I really would have enjoyed a conversation pit because, you know, the 20s are just a very mm, blurry time of, you know, <laughs> just.
0: You weren't paying it enough attention.
1: No, no. And, and, you know, uh, anyway, we would,
0: we, we would definitely though have to, like, I, I, not only would it be like all the wasted space, like to make the conversation pit, like architecturally happen. I would also need like in the planning say, okay, well, you, you know how you're putting like a, like a, a really healthy sized closet right there. Unfortunately, we can't use that for clothes because we're going to use that for like storage of like the 8 million colored plastic balls that we're going to store when we're not using the conversation pit as a ball pit, which is going to happen once a month. Wow. That kind of wow. has to happen.
1: Wow. See, this is why people want to be rich. So, <laughs> You
0: can do dumb. F- exactly. <laughs> if, if when you see these when you uh, there's the only part of like YouTuber superstar Tea spilling that I enjoy is when these people who They're like were, we're sleeping on people's sofas for two weeks at a time. Five years ago, they suddenly they don't have tens of millions of dollars, but they have access to tens of millions of dollars worth of they financing. They have a and really credit.
1: they have a three thousand square foot home in the valley in california and that's plenty enough room to build yourself a conversation ball pit to build yourself an indoor jacuzzi to do all sorts of other things that look really great on like 4k 8k sony cameras this, is,
0: this here is my candy room uh, we had it totally it used to have like all these murals and stuff on but we painted over it in pink and so now whenever you want a candy bar here we got 14 different vintage candy machines that you just pull on the thing what? and
1: are you this to me. I want this right now manifested in front of me. <laughs>
0: I want to visit that kind of a place. I just yeah, I no. I'm, ver- I'm very I'm very skeptical of the sort of person that said that that thinks uh, uh, unless unless the money that you have was made by exploiting Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people in 1905, you don't have enough money to have a mansion that has an entire candy room that's just for getting vintage candy in. So that's the sort of stuff that kind of bothers me. I'm
1: lucky if I have three candy jars with like a chocolate candy assortment, a fruit candy assortment, and maybe a marzipan assortment because I feel like marzipan is kind of fancy in the U.S. It is, it is it is i'm
0: i'm lucky if the candy makes it from like the bag into the cute like kitchen storage container i have for it i've right. i i the easter candy uh, up the street went to hit 75% off and for yeah. some reason they must have just like found like a case of like hershey eggs candy eggs like in the back and each one of these huge bags for each like 80 cents and I couldn't not buy six of them thinking See. that, oh, well, gee, I can fill up that container to the top and enjoy them for a couple of months. And I'm not saying I ate them all like in one day. I'm just saying that they were they were they were like the, the each one of these bags of candy were like in the bag that I bought them in in the kitchen. And it seems like every two or three days I would pull out another bag from it. And be nibbling on it until suddenly I'm out of Easter candy. I, I think there should be a warning label on that bag of Easter candy, by the way, that says, Warning, once you finish this bag of candy, you will not have any more Easter candy. Because right. I, had I right. known about that, I probably would have slowed down because now I'm very sad because for the first you're, time. You're
1: welcome weeks. to celebrate Orthodox Easter with us on May 2nd. It's coming up. Oh, I, I, uh, I got that too. I got the, you
0: know. I, unfortunately, yeah. in my house, that was like the peasant food. Uh, sort of thing where like cold kielbasa Jeez. and mustard <laughs> okay. uh and yes. uh, mushrooms and uh, uh yes uh, eastern pierogis. europeans yes and it's, and not, and not the harsh. great pierogies but like the no this is just going to be a simple potato uh, stuffing no cheese no chives no anything oh where, yikes you no, know, oh, I, I like. Sorry, it. I, well, okay. it was. It was. It's. There's a lot of family history behind it, and I enjoyed. Oh, okay. There's a story. Terrible. There's a story about my my grandparents, <laughs> the, the, the the actual like immigrants from the old country. That yes. That, that unfortunately like they both died when I was very young, so I don't think I I have no memories of them. Didn't even meet them. But so my 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 dad like. Pa- wait until a long time to pass along this cool story that like mm. the week before Easter, this carp would suddenly appear in the bathtub and no one was allowed to use the bathtub because <laughs> my grandfather <laughs> just bought this huge live carp for, for Easter dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, dad, you you lead off with that. Like when I'm 11 or 12, as soon as I've got like the long-term memories apparatus, like, that's when you tell me the story about going into the bathroom and finding a live carp yeah. in the bathtub.
1: That's how I grew up. I grew up with lots of live animal uh, carcasses (laughs) around the house um, because that's how we celebrate in the old country. We just cut up an animal and feed it to everybody. (laughs) And honestly, like when you think about the depth of what that means to like get a big piece of fish or get like a get a big pig or something and just and I'm sorry to everyone who is vegetarian, vegan and is listening to this. Truly, we should have had a content warning, but You know, just think about it from the sort of cultural, like uh, anthropological perspective right now. Okay. Just try to look at it from that lens. Um, What a way to share with people. What a way to give to your community. So I think it's beautiful um, just for what it stands for. Now, I will not be cutting up any meat. (laughs) because I I don't do that. Uh, But I will be eating my my daughter's candy.
0: There you go. Because I know
1: that there's going to be candy in her... Okay, honestly, it's because I peeped around the corner at my mom's house the other day and I saw the Easter baskets and I was like, "Yes," because I know there's <laughs> going to be candy in there for me to eat. So, that's where I'm at now in life.
0: It's a, you know, th- those <laughs> those peanut butter filled uh, peanut butter filled uh, chocolate uh, chocolate rabbis, And they're a
1: month old now, by the way, by the time they make it to me. So <laughs> That means that, <laughs> no, that, that means they
0: they've mellowed. They've steeped. Their the flavors it's, have come together like an aged uh, steak.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: we have so I get so I got a good piece of like news without any sort of announcement. Regret that's Google related here. Did now, you? Well, so I got the Google Maps Max speakers as you know in the bedroom, and uh-huh. the only thing I haven't liked about them is that when I connected them with my phone via Chromecast, I guess the engineers they're proud of like the bass response of these speakers, and so they want to like let's boast about how good the bass is, and so like the connection sound was this big bass bassy like boom. And which was kind of okay when I like lived like in a house that was all by itself. And now that I have like neighbors in a building, I feel as, they've never said anything about it, but I feel as though, oh, great. So I'm announcing to like a couple of my neighbors that, oh, Andy's about to listen to music because there's that big boom sound. And so I connected the other day. And instead, I got the same like little ding that all the right. other Google Homes uh, right? speakers it's like a
1: Bring. It sounds like somebody's just moving really fast. A trill on a piano. Yes. Like a ring. I, I felt, sorry, I felt it too, and I noticed it the other day when I was casting, because I cast my space music from the browser to the Nest audio behind me, which, by the way, very good deal. The Incredible sound for even, like, uh, ambient music if you just need stuff, like, in the background. It's really good for that. Um, yeah, and it was changed, and I was like, huh? All right. Well, no, nobody told me about that. Like, I didn't get a press release. I didn't get an announcement. And then usually these days, the Google smart speakers in the homes, they're always like wanting to tell me more stuff after the fact. They're always like, (laughs) by the way, did you know that you can uh, turn the lights on and off? Like, no kidding. I haven't been doing that for the last five years. But thank you for telling me. The Um, weather is
0: 54 degrees and cloudy. Rain is expected later today. Also, the capital of North Dakota is Bismarck. Okay, that you could have. This shut and up other
1: questions that you can ask your Google assistant. Like, I know how to talk to you. I've been doing it, this for a long time.
0: I, you, you, you're, you're not getting, you're not getting fired. Your position here is quite safe. You don't have to keep like giving hundred and ten percent. Really, hundred percent is completely adequate in my eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm very. It it's been. I don't know. It's just been interesting living with these smart speakers. I know that you have like the new one, and I I wish I could get some of that sleep tracking to kind of like try it out myself. But I really don't want to add another another smart display right now to my life. Like I have way too many. I was even to I was trying to like offload some to coworkers today in the work Slack. I was like, does anybody want? Like I have way too many of these things. They're like, no, thanks. <laughs> it's like- that's you know (laughs) anyway yeah i think i think there's gonna
0: (laughs) if someone has a youtube video of like take apart a a, a, an amazon smart speaker and here's the stuff you can do with the components that are in there that are more productive than simply displacing like a pringles can worth of air in your closet
1: (gasps) you just gave me a good idea pringles no, uh, Pringles are delicious. Pringles are. are always a great idea. Um, In fact, fun fact, my husband loves Pringles. So when it's like a treat snack, Pringles. But <laughs> I was just thinking, the, the original Google Home Minis, I don't know what I would do with the insides, but the outside casings would make really cute little planters for like succulents Ooh. or like a cute little terrarium. Oh my gosh, I need to do this.
0: Yeah. I I am thinking that you, you live the dream. That's how many
1: extra ones I have, by the way. I
0: I have a i have a couple of I do have a couple of them. And they're I'm noticing that they're slower than the newer ones. So I might start rotating them out. And I think that – remember that when they first came out, a lot of the jokes were about, oh, it looks like an air freshener or, or like a essential oil atomizer. And I'm thinking, you know, if I do retire one of these, I think I will turn it into a, an essential oil It's very oil. easy.
1: You just need that little component, which, by the way, you could totally buy off AliExpress for probably <laughs> like $8, uh, including the screwdriver you <laughs> need to like install it. <laughs> That's, that's, I mean,
0: a, that's a good idea. I've been looking around, again, especially being stuck in, at home for the past year and like different home improvements. And I always thought that I think that there isn't enough fire inside this house, that <laughs> if I had like a, 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 a table in the living room that suddenly caught fire and it spread to the easy chair and then from there to the curtains, all because I bought some cheap sort of heating thing from, from AliExpress. That would really set off like the 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 apartment very very nicely. Literally, I there, know there are things I, I've bought things from AliExpress. I do enjoy it, but there are things like uh, nothing that involves like, anything that involves like charging something, anything that has like lipo batteries in it. I'm very very aware that there's there are a lot of ways to cut corners and deliver like cheap junk at low prices. One of them is how about we don't make it quite so safe. That's the way way we do it. We're shipping to someone who's like far away across the globe that the fire will never reach this factory. What do we care? Right. Well, we got a pretty good show for everybody today. Uh, Google's flock, uh, which is their uh, their alternative to browser-based third-party cookies, seems to be uh, a verb that sounds not completely dissimilar to flock. Uh, We're also going to be talking about Apple's announcements this week and, of course, from an Android user's perspective. And uh, I found that uh, a Reddit post about uh, disasters and maps put me in a contemplative mood. So we have all of that to look forward to this and more right after this.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. While you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if customers couldn't click that buy button or fill out a trial form? You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that means you've already lost out on new customers. You need something to tell you everything is running smoothly on your site, and more importantly, when it doesn't so you need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. And for as low as $10 a month, Pingdom helps keep your sites online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need real-time alerts about critical website issues and customization of how you're alerted, whether it's via SMS, email, or your team's collaboration apps. Pingdom even tracks and analyzes your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a website, you need Pingdom. Take charge of monitoring your site in minutes and go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, When you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and Relay FM.
0: Here's an update from a story that we talked about a month ago. Google has, in their combination of doing something that is incredibly beneficial to the world at large and also will help their business, they came out with an alternative to all these third party tracking cookies that. Uh, every single marketing company and ad network uses to really track a fingerprint and identify you uh, and look at your movement across the web thinking that this is not privacy focused but we still need to have a world in which people can advertise on the on the web so how about we have this new system and we're calling going to call it flock uh, which is federated learning of cohorts mm-hmm. they were positioning mm-hmm. this uh, so they announced it last um, last month as a proposed standard that they would start sort of rolling into chrome and testing out with certain users they rolled it out to i think about uh, one half of 1% of Chrome uh, Chrome uh, browser users last month, uh, but they positioned it as a way to target ads that is more privacy-focused. So that instead of ad networks depositing and reading third-party cookies, including cookies that maybe they themselves did not set, uh, Chrome's new uh, thing called a privacy sandbox would be there to prevent trackers from observing your actual activity directly. And instead, upon requests, uh, an ad network would be provided with a list of your data, General interests, as observed and cataloged by the browser, using data that never, ever, ever leaves your device, and has the other side effect of uh, uh, preventing fingerprinting, which is a way of looking at what's looking at the configuration and the hardware uh, that you're running, and trying to find a way to take this quote anonymized unquote data and associate it with you personally and a specific address uh but in the past month they they have not they have not taken the right uh thought leaders and influencers to the right first class hotels because they've been getting a lot of blowback specifically in the past couple of weeks in the past few weeks i've been uh, i've had a list uh on my browser. Uh, of everybody who's coming out against it. Uh, Ours and The Verge uh, both published good lists and overviews a couple of days earlier this week. Uh, Quick rundown. So the Electronic Frontier Foundation, predictably, and God bless them, uh, Hmm. came out immediately against it, saying that on principle, they just don't approve of any sort of tracking technology uh, they're not, they have a whole bunch of uh, data that they point to, uh, but they're also saying that they, in addition to all those other good reasons, they believe that uh, Flock will hand over a profile to a website that would otherwise have to develop this profile of you on its own. So there's that. There are also, if you go to the Electronic Frontier Foundation's website, EFF.org, they will also, there's a little online tool that will tell you whether or not the browser that you're using right now supports, uh, is using Flock or not. Uh, Individual, makers of individual web browsers who would probably need to have some sign on for Flock to actually be accepted as a standard have been weighing in. Um, Mozilla, Firefox, Opera, and Safari, in one form or another, have said that they have no plans at this time to support Flock. Uh, Microsoft, uh, the Microsoft, when asked about Microsoft Edge, which is itself a Chromium-based browser, so they would be getting these flock updates whether they ask for it or not. They would have to actually disable it uh, when they build their versions of Microsoft Edge. Uh, ours and The Verge asked them for comment. Uh, they uh, both times they really evaded the question, which oh, we have, we're very much focused on the privacy and security, the best access possible in ad tracking networks, without really indicating one way or another. However. However, it does appear that the current builds of Microsoft edge have specifically disabled Flock and are not supporting it. Uh, the makers of the brave browser and the Vivaldi browser are saying explicitly, hell no, not now, not tomorrow, not ever on the private, on the principle, basically that privacy is privacy and any compromise on that point is going to be anti-user. They're also concerned. I think the electronic frontier foundation shares in this opinion that once you start uh, Trying to convince users that, oh, well, we're sending information about you to people and uh, entities you don't know about, but privacy is still protected. Well, that kind of corrupts the definition of the word privacy, and you shouldn't use it in that context. Uh, others outside, again, there's just no love for this, duck, duck go. Very much on brand, are saying hell no about this. They've come out mm-hmm. very strongly against it. Uh, they've disabled Flock mm-hmm. on its search pages, uh, and it should be mentioned that this is not something that Google is fo- forcing down anybody's throats. Uh, as indicated by Microsoft Edge, if you're building a browser based on Chromium, you can disable it. You just have to do that uh, before submitting the code. Also, if you don't want your website to uh, interact with uh, with Flock at all, you can set up your website so that says, no, don't, don't deal with this at all. So DuckDuckGo is disabling Flock on all of its search pages. They've also uh, updated their plugin, their Privacy Essentials plugin, to actively block it on all sites that you visit. Uh, One of the most intriguing responses has been from WordPress. Uh, Mm -hmm. They power about, I think, close to half of uh, the websites, half of the blogs that are out there on the web.
1: Including mine.
0: And mine, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. And officially, they said they've made no decisions on Flock, which is also kind of telling they're not nobody seems to be excited about oh well we're really excited about this and we look forward to implementing it once it's more stable no no they're not committing to it uh they are however considering a proposal to block it across all web all of wordpress sites that are out there um this was kind of misreported uh, last week as oh no they're actively blocking it everywhere uh, but the nature of wordpress is that uh, it's people make a formal proposal about something they would like to add to the thing uh, and so this is being considered for the Jul- uh, for a july update uh, but again no support whatsoever so this is kind of a crunchy situation for google once again we should mention that this is still just a proposal and all these non-committal responses could be waffling it could however simply be that this is a at this stage a proposal of a new standard and often and proposals go through a lot of iterations before they become formally accepted and developers or the, the, the these projects decide okay we will formally implement this now now that it's stable now that we've had our discussions about it so it's possible that uh, Mozilla Edge and Safari's uh, lack of support for it, a lack of encouragement about It's just simply them reacting to a brand new standard that they haven't had much time with yet. Uh, but however, this is really a crushing, crushing, crushing wall of anger and hate. It's a, light, it's a lightning rod of hate for Google when their their roof is already filled with lightning rods at this moment. Um, but I was looking at this and keep thinking about it and uh, maybe maybe it's good news for Google as they continue to fight... Uh, governments across the across the world about oh who think oh you're way too powerful you control the web like well no we can't get this ad this this flock thing going because everybody hates it and no one's going to support it except for chrome maybe this is going to be a test of how much they can sort of inflict what they want upon the rest of the world chrome is hands down the number one browser in the world but they're not the only browser they're not the web
1: Yeah, I for me, I just keep thinking about how this huge blowback that has just been sort of um, simmering against this kind of tracking and I, you know, Look, for a browser like Brave and a browser like Vivaldi, it makes very much sense to its user base to kind of like come out like this. Same. And one of the reasons I'm going to continue to use DuckDuckGo is because I don't always want Google to track my searches. I don't. (laughs) And I like that even on the mobile browser on my phone, I can't not even the Google keyboard works. Sometimes it's annoying because I can't use like voice transcribe. I'm like, you know what? That's good because it means I'm not being tracked right now. So we we still as consumers need to have choice in this. And I kind of like that Google's kind of getting a little hell for it, so to speak, um, because maybe it will help them get creative in a way yeah. that is not just completely trouncing on my privacy. And I have to say, by the way, I have noticed an uptick in Google user surveys asking me how comfortable I feel with my (laughs) data in Google's hands. And I'm going to be transparent here and say that I reply um, when the question is asking uh, how, you know, am I uh, positive or whatever optimistic that Google's using my data the right way? I always say somewhat, agree or somewhat disagree because I always have it in the back of my mind that it's like there's something I have to, you know, remember when I'm doing something with Google. And that's the way I trained myself being a user of this platform.
0: Yeah, it really is all about the level of trust there. There's certainly a relationship that I have with Google products that I would absolutely not have with Facebook at all. And it's because overall... Yeah. I mean, overall, I think that they are good stewards. I think they're, I think they're offering me a good deal in terms of here's the, here's the search, the search engine we're giving you. Here are the things that it does that no other search, search
1: recognition because we want to continue to pummel you with memories in your Google photos (laughs) instead of necessarily using facial recognition for whatever it is that Facebook uses it for.
0: Yeah. And Google Photos is is such a good example of that because anytime I want to find a picture, I'm almost guaranteed that I'm going to find it with just a couple of keyword searches, even though I almost never even give descriptive names to uh, the files that I send up to Google Photos. This is
1: why Google can never work with the military. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just – just got to put that out there. Yeah. I wonder though, how never much never is- ever yeah. like, it's just not, I'm sorry. Yeah. No defense contracts, like just stay away from it because this kind of stuff is, you know what I mean? Like, I want to think that you're just using it for cute babies to show me more cute babies, you know, yeah <sighs> it's so hard being a consumer of like anything from the Fang companies in this day and age. It's it, yeah. there's a lot of things that you have to come to terms for. And, and you know, it's, it, that's, reality of 2021.
0: Yeah. It's I, <laughs> I I wonder if there are analogies or analogs to previous generations because mm. there's so many times where it's like god, I I despise how Amazon does its does business on in so many ways, particularly how they treat labor. On the other hand, if someone comes back to me with, "Oh, well, if you if you're that offended by it, I I'm sure that you've canceled your Amazon account and you don't buy anything from the site." And I have to say, no, because it's the easiest way to get access to the products and the things that I need and get them in the house. I would.
1: Oftentimes, it is more you know price conscious to buy something through Amazon, not having to pay shipping, versus maybe buying it from Target, which I have to drive nearby. Anyway, not saying that. And also,
0: it's a third party. It's a marketplace for third party sellers. Yeah, they just use them as a shipper But that's. But the I mean, the the point is. You, It's it's hard to live in live in a world after a certain amount of awareness hits you once your brain develops (laughs) to the point where you can you see how big the world is and how many factors are at play here Uh, it's uh, and also my personal my personal relationship with Google is also at play here because i i can i have some sympathy for google's uh, for google's point here that we're going to talk about this a little bit later on but uh, they ha- they are in a position where they can change things for the better simply by virtue of the fact that they do control the most powerful uh, browser in the world and this idea of third party cookies which came out decades ago before the I will say maliciousness of, of ad tracking became uh, even a a gleam and a gleam in, in in the EFSI. Maliciousness
1: is the right way to put it. Yes. Yeah. And, and
0: so if I'm wondering if they thought that, God, this is such a great idea. This, is, this solves a lot of problems. We think that this is great for not only Chrome users, but the internet in general. It will help us. We will have the power to bury third-party trackers, but there's no way we're not going to get an amazing amount of heat for this, and it might even be impossible for us to do this.
1: <sighs> well, maybe, maybe make it impossible and see what else they come up with. You know, I th- it's yeah. time. If you're going to keep getting in trouble with the DOJ and, uh, <laughs> you know, departments of justice in uh, on other continents
0: <laughs> yep you
1: know like down under then you have to <laughs> maybe think about going back to the drawing board and figuring out something that you don't have to iterate on every time you move forward um and i but i also realize like what a huge ass that is like it's very easy for me to just spout that on a podcast it's a lot harder to you know and but i've been thinking a lot about how far we've come in the web and what's changed for us and how yeah and look, I know that this is gonna sound like a broken record, but capitalism really didn't ruin the internet. So it's just once people started making like just more than just the, you know, the phone companies and whoever else was making more money off of it, it was like that's it. It's <laughs> it's screwed.
0: <laughs> well, the, the other the other point of it I'm is sorry, that sorry
1: I'm being cynical.
0: No, no, no. That's that that is that is definitely a point to make. The the other side of it though is that I, I was but a wee slip of a lad when like the internet stopped becoming something that like, the, like an incantation from a book bound in some sort of a leather that you don't recognize as any kind of known animal skin that you can't even get access to. I, and, and I I'm on like these message boards when like web browsers first became out there. And mm-hmm. I, I immediately like identified like the hippies, like the people who were like writing code when in in the seventies. And they're like, if we allow, uh, if we allow, if we allow encryption on the web, that will totally destroy the open nature of sharing information wants to be free. And my position being, well, yes, but I don't want my, I want to be able to control what information gets freed if it's, I don't need my social
1: security number. Just like I, it's already how the government like knows everything I'm doing and how much I owe them. So can you just leave me, you know, let me.
0: So uh, I I think, I think we get, I think we, to a certain extent, uh, we, and with many, many, limitations and exceptions mm-hmm. by and large we get the internet that we ask for we get the internet that we demand just like we get the justice system that we demand and if our justice system is flawed <laughs> yeah. it's because it's not because it's it's because certain factions and certain parts of our culture work hard to make it unfair but also because there are, there, are, there are a lot of people in this country a lot of people in the world if we just simply said, we're not doing this. We're guess what? We're not going. We're not going to work. We're not driving those buses. We're not. We're not processing paychecks. We're not. We're going to demand change on this fundamental level. That's so. Uh, we'll we'll deal with it. But I hope that someone comes up with an equitable response to controlling privacy on the web, a way that even though it makes no no logical sense it seems like a contradiction we have to still have a way to uh, to do digital advertising because that's what keeps the keeps the the gears running so and the
1: lights on at my house yep me too please (laughs) go to gizmodo.com click on my article 17 (laughs) times mona needs to eat dinner tonight (laughs) it's just (laughs) yes
0: i don't i I don't work for a website but but i'm not I'll, I'll, i'll if you if you contact me i'll give you a p.o box you can just put money in a box and mail it there uh Every, every bit or or use you know clothing, what? use clothing in good condition, non-perishable food items.
1: I saw a journalist today, by the way, had his p o box listed in his bio. said if you would like to send contributions, I was like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Ask, yeah. put that link in there. absolutely. <sighs> uh, pay us more, please. <clears throat> sorry what?
0: We're going to take a break and then come back and talk about unusually enough new hardware from Apple, but they all it all comes into the the Android space eventually because we outnumber them.
1: This episode of Material is brought to you by Parallel from Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Parallel. Accessibility in tech has come a long way in the past few years. Operating systems can speak, display high-contrast text, and support alternative ways to touch the screen or move around it. And big players in the tech space now speak regularly about their access efforts. But are those efforts and all that software any good? Hosted by journalist and accessibility expert Shelley Brisbane, Parallel is a tech podcast with accessibility sprinkles. Shelly and her guests put accessibility into a larger context. Sometimes it's about devices and software. Sometimes it's about living in a world that's powered by more tech every day. Accessibility is the icing on the cake. Now, I have actually been a guest on the Parallel Podcast. Thank you to Shelly for inviting me on. And so I have to tell you about the episodes that we do once in a while where we talk about some of the new accessibility features that have come to the Android operating system. I love bringing those to the table, too, because I tend to learn a lot more about those features than I would have just simply covering them on my own. Join Shelly Brisbane and her guests at Relay.fm Parallel or search Parallel wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, Apple's springtime dog and pony show was, as th- as for the last couple of ones, virtual dogs and virtual ponies, but they still had their tricks and they and were virtual still. Virtual pollen virtual pollen yeah there, there's a lot I, I think they it was a that that live stream excuse me that stream was kind of a triggering event for people with allergies because it was nothing but like tim cook walking through like fields of of, of yeah, natural and grasses it's it's on the allergy
1: aquac- season in the bay area right now the the trees are all yellow which means they're all dropping that stuff and yeah. that's what is like healing people uh but i i just want to like Look, this is not an Apple podcast, but a big major kudos to Apple for the production value of this event. Like Google, I am going to be watching very closely for that IO opening keynote number. (laughs) I, I'm sorry. I There's, those I, are big shoes to fill at this point. That uh, was really good production.
0: I agree. I, I would be really, really happy if all companies decided, you know what? We're going to spend a couple of weeks producing a very, very well-produced 45 <laughs> yes. to 50-minute pre-recorded special where every single minute has content in it and we can choose the best way to present this content as opposed to... Applause, applause, and applause. it's entertaining.
1: Yeah, I exactly. was actually entertained. I was like, this is good. Okay, we have little like interludes where I maybe I ran into the I ran to the bathroom during one of them. So it was like, it was good. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, I also thought it was a very smart move on Apple's part because the more they become a content company, which, you know, uh we'll talk about with the Apple TV, like the more they do need to do this kind of stuff with their video, yeah. with their production. Like, people don't realize that what they're doing is signifying to to us, that this matters to them, and um, and that's why things are working for them. So, what's working for them, Andy? <laughs> well, they
0: okay. So we have three different hardware products that I think have a uh, have an Android user angle. One hundred
1: percent. There always is an Android angle that that's actually my job. So. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, so. It is.
0: It is truly literally. It's true.
1: It, it is my job, but um, just to come up with an Android angle and everything. So.
0: Okay, it's a so hard f- job, by the way. <laughs> first off the gate, uh, the a product that we've known that they're going to release for the past like year or more, they finally go. Co- just we don't we don't care anymore. Just release the damn things. Uh Apple AirTags, which is their like tile like uh, Bluetooth tracking uh-huh. tag, uh, uh-huh. and and they're they're beautiful they're lovely
1: you can engrave things on them I did a slideshow today by the way anybody want to go to gizmodo.com <laughs> on all the accessories with the uh, air tags yeah. um so I got to check out all the exorbitantly priced Hermes air tag holders it's literally all that they are they, yeah. they just they just hold the little air tag on your key yeah just like
0: your, they're, they're not like they're, whereas the tile you can clip it onto a keychain as is it's a the airtag is like a, a size of a coin a little bit larger than a cr 2032 battery that that holds it right. and obviously designed so that you can you can you can personalize it with your own personalized baggage tag or keychain there's or also
1: a glasses holder which i thought was very cool it like goes onto your sunglasses and the little tag right. goes in the back um and i have to say when when samsung did this they didn't come out with as many accessories so
0: yeah but the but the, i'm glad you pointed that out point out hermes because that's like my god like these it's a $29 tag with what's a 60 70 80 or is it much more expensive than that it's it's just crazy expensive these hermes it's
1: $300 just for god, for the damn. um for the bag charm it's $350 for the keychain and it's $300 for the luggage tag, uh, but that Apple watch band sold really well. And so, you know, this luxury Apple carries that luxury cachet, And so it makes total sense that they would do this. Okay. I know this is not an Apple podcast, no, but, but it's it, really but, hard. But it's, it's really still, it's... hard to sit here and not be like, yo, Google, where's my Hermes smartwatch? I'm just saying <laughs> I would take oh. Louis Vuitton. I would take some other, I would take some, I would even take coach.
0: We got Michael Kors. Okay. He was my on-
1: Coaches yeah, Coach and Michael Kors those are like mid-range brands cuz like, you know, moms like me can afford it with <laughs> with our worker's salary anyway. Continue. I'm good honest talking.
0: working people. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, so let's uh, <laughs> but they the tie into Android is that now yes. as as you might expect, uh you can't you can you can't really use them with Android phones. You they require there is almost nothing involved in here that would make it require hardware-wise it will only possibly work if you've got an iPhone to pair it with however that's the choice that they made like we talked about I think last week about iMessage that they're they're when they have the opportunity to make something multi-platform they have to answer the they won't uh, do it unless they can answer the question how will this help us sell more iPhones and making this multi-platform is completely unnecessary in terms of uh, in terms of that goal so oh well but hey they haven't left us. They they were they've remembered us. They have me- remembered us thoughtfully. They have uh, allowed us through their grace and benevolence. We are allowed with our Android phones to help iPhone users find their lost stuff. Uh, right. Here's here's what happens. So that the <laughs> to the, the 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 chips that make it work. It does have each one of these air uh, these air air tags has an NFC uh, chip in it, so that. If you find, uh, if you find like somebody's keys, find someone's like laptop bag or whatever, you can tap it with your Android phone, and uh, it will br- it will bring up the serial number of the device and mm-hmm. also whatever message the owner has choo- chosen to display when it's tapped. So if the thing has been like list- reported as lost with Apple, that information will allow you to help well, this good. iPhone user. That's right? nice. It's, that's helpful. It's a good spirit. It's a. It's we're all in this together. We're there's as- still no
1: iMessage, but. You can help Apple people find their Apple tags, which they spent a lot of money on that Hermes casing.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I you know it's a lot I, of money. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying I'm saying that if I find somebody if I find a set of keys with an Hermes tag on it, I will do absolutely the right thing. I will absolutely Return do that. Return however the tag. I will be thinking, God. What I need to make fun of this person, or it'll, I, I will, I will probably have one judgmental thought before Just, I drop it off at the. You can silently Apple Store judge
1: them, and then if they show up wearing loafers without socks, then you know that
0: Ugh. there's. I know. I should. I sh- I know. I I shouldn't judge. But if you if you have the money for something and that thing makes you feel good, uh, then there, no one should judge you for it. I'm a, yeah. No, I mean,
1: I'm I'm all about brands myself. So yes. I'm really. This is a bit where I'm actually poking fun at my inner self. So don't worry.
0: <laughs> right. Um, okay. So, but we can, that, that, one, that one was kind of neutral, but we can now engage smug mode because we're about to talk about the new Apple mm-hmm, TV, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. continues to be the most perplexing, baffling and biggest laughing stock. I think of Apple's like top tier pieces of hardware. Uh, this is still a $179 or $200, depending on the amount of storage uh, right. streaming box that, doesn't really do anything that a $49 Chromecast with Google TV doesn't do. The big thing that they were hammering about this new update is that, oh, now it does 60 frames per second at 4K. And I, of course, when I'm taking my notes, I have to say, yeah, that's the the $49 dongle has been doing for quite some time now, Tim. I'm, I'm glad you're happy about it. I'm happy that you're happy, but it's not that impressive. They uh they also uh <laughs> the other the other big uh, upgrade is that they finally replaced that horrible remote that came with it with something that looks almost exactly like the Chromecast remote, which is not to say that they're copying it. It means that they Does decided.
1: It? You think it looks like the Chromecast remote?
0: I would say because it's it's rounded. It's uh, it has the same like layout uh layout of buttons. I think.
1: Okay. I mean, I, the, could, I, I agree with you. It has the same layout of buttons, but the Chromecast remote. Uh, I was kind of um. I, I was kind of ribbing on the Chromecast remote earlier today, sure, with a colleague, uh, just because I I'm disappointed that it's just a daydream remote. <laughs> okay, put on the Google TV, but and the thing is, this remote has been getting a lot of pushback from Apple. Which one? Excuse me, not from Apple. Oh, excuse me, yeah. but the the remote that was just announced with this new Apple TV right. has been getting a lot of pushback from the users. I should yeah. say it,
0: it it does have some nice features. Uh, the the button that is the 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 if you can imagine like the center button it's now it, the center button is actually a D pad now. It's, it's five it's, directions. Oh, five Four. directions up, down, left, right and click mm-hmm. ooh la la uh you can also use it like as a touch sort of surface for scrolling or swiping sure. back and forth the outer ring is kind of like the old ipod where you can use it as a scroll wheel back and forward i mean the big deal is that they originally shipped this thing with a stick of gum remote that it was black it was thin it was designed to get lost and never found again and even when you were actually able to find it you have to turn the lights on and look at it in your hand to make sure you've got it oriented in the right direction because it was just it was like so much stuff that came out at that time. It was lovely as a static device, as a as something to and to photograph and enjoy the photograph academically as a style item. Very lovely, but it was such a horrible thing to actually use. Um, but uh, even as we're praising it for advancing, again, this is we've got this. We're we're in smug mode, so we'll say that uh, the good news. For existing Apple TV users, is that you can buy it as an add-on and it will work with the with your existing Apple TV. Uh, the amusing thing is that it costs fifty nine dollars. Again, ten dollars more than an entire Chromecast with Google TV. Yes. So there's. But I, I,
1: don't don't forget, we forgot one little thing to mention about this Apple TV.
0: It does it does have one cool feature uh, that I'm trying to figure out how big it is, uh, how important it is. Rather, so the the cool thing is that. Uh, it can calib- it, it has a new color calibration feature. Right. Where if you uh, if so if you got I don't know if someone's been playing with the settings on your TV or if your TV just isn't that good to begin with, you can enter a mode where you hold up your phone to a special patch. It will display on the screen. It will take use your use your iPhone's camera to take readings, color, brightness, contrast, and actually. Uh, m- have the Apple TV box itself make adjustments to how it sends the signal out through HDMI to give you accurate color and accurate lighting, which is great. I'm just not sure that would be as valuable as making this thing affordable. Again, it's three, it's more than three times, maybe even uh, four times as expensive as these, this $50 dongle Roku is pretty much the same and it just doesn't do very much more than that $50 dongle. For, for, 200, for $200, if you buy – or actually less than $200, if you buy a Shield, not only is it powerful enough to run all those apps, not only is it powerful enough to actually host media and stream it wherever you want and record TV – I mean, it will actually also upscale 1080p uh, video into 4K, and it actually looks pretty darn good. That that's what you're getting. If you want to spend more than 50 bucks, you get a hell of a lot for that money. Whereas for the Apple TV, it's like, look, it's got an Apple logo on it. You're welcome. It
1: also has Thread built in, by the way. That's what okay. I was talking about earlier. A lot of that was kind of the quiet news is that it has yeah. Thread built in, which um, for those who aren't keeping up with the smart home, that is basically going to be what. So Google already start was using it in its nest devices and it basically creates a mesh network to connect other smart devices to keep the connection going so it doesn't have to rely on uh, wi-fi or bluetooth which is great um and i know that apple has been kind of trying to push that protocol to just make this into more of like a smart home kind of device versus i don't know i don't know
0: i'm glad to see it's a lot of
1: money (laughs) yeah. <laughs> you're right it's a lot of money I mean, it's, i'm it's, not it's
0: it's nice that it has thread but that. people weren't aware that i don't think most people are aware the thread exists it'll just be easier to set things up which
1: no but thing. i'm the tech journalist so i have to let people know
0: no no Of course, again we are exactly we are we are the paul revere the we are the dog so to me
1: i'm like well that's interesting but it's absolutely not sexy in a marketing yeah. term at all
0: yeah i just uh clearly a lot of engineering went into it i just wish that more engineering went into the simple idea of let's find a way to make this affordable so that you don't have, you're not limited to just putting this on the really, really nice TV in the living room. That the great thing about the the Chromecasts and other $50 dongles is that you can put this on every TV that you have, even the one True. in the living room, even when the one, even the one, the rumpus room in the kitchen. And that's, that is a great feature, I think.
1: Well, what about the, the coupe de gras, Andy, the real like gravy on the mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm hungry it's dinner time
0: (laughs) okay so we're we're, I I saved this for last (laughs) because we have to disengage smug mode Uh. yeah (laughs) At this point, the highlight for me of the entire presentation was a brand new updated version of the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Same. And as bad as Android tablets looked before this new update, (laughs) oh, my God, they look even lamer. They look like they're they look like even the best, most expensive, most advanced Android tablet is like water soluble and can kind of play Pong. But even that like causes the CPU to heat up and explode. This is such a great! Uh, I I was so hyped up about this uh, as both as the beard beard stroking co- commentator who I live I live in the near future in which I like to see advancements in basic concepts and computing, mm-hmm. but also like the consumer that's like thousand mm-hmm. ninety nine dollars. Uh, I have a thousand ninety nine dollars. I'm going to make another thousand ninety nine dollars really, really soon. I could, I could buy this. And yeah, it, Andy,
1: I, do you know that there are people in my life who tell me that you are their beacon for whether or not they should shop for something? So I just want you to keep that in mind. Before <laughs> I know. You i will, make any impulse I'll,
0: purchases. I get, I know. I'm glad. I will say that I was hyped. People up. say
1: they use the Andy and Notco method before <laughs> they buy something. So yeah. Just well, remember, people rely on you. No pressure. I do.
0: I, I do eat my own dog food. And we're, we're about we're about to uh, flow. I think I think you're going to have to handle like talking about the details of this because I'm I probably have no objectivity at this point. But uh, I'm a, I'm the ways the ways that I, I I think I we talked about last week how. All of a sudden, the left hand side of my Pixelbook's keyboard died. Right, I'm not right. sure that it's not a software thing; it's a hardware thing. And I know that even if it's something that I can fix myself, even just tearing this thing apart to get at the thing I need to yeah. fix will probably <laughs> make it like kind of you know not working well. Not worth but it. Yeah. I bought, but I bought the original. It, uh, the Pixelbook replaced the role of my original uh, 12.9 inch iPad Pro, uh, first generation. I bought it in 2015. Right. And so I've, I had already been thinking, well, what am I going to replace this pixel book with I, in the role of super, super, super lightweight thing that I can take with me everywhere The most of the, the ideal role for the pixel book and the iPad pro before it was, I'm, I've got an event or a meeting in New York city uh, at 1.00 PM tomorrow. And I'm going to spend two nights in New York City and then come back. I don't want to take a full laptop. I don't want to take a bag full of accessories. I want to take the minimum that I can still have, do everything that I want to do with it. And so this is why I have money in in the bank for an ultralight sort of thing. And as the as the presentation went on and on, uh, on uh, on Tuesday, I oh I I there was a as happens in every Apple media event there's of course and we and we have this video now we'd like to show you about how blah 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 and so at that point i'm grabbing my phone i'm taking like okay i probably okay i'll take two thousand dollars out of this account that i use for like oh my god for, andy no well no, again I'll, I'll if in case that they actually like say and it's available for pre-order right now right i want to i'm going to move this into like the into the active playing field so that uh, so that I, I don't i don't like to buy anything like on credit right. that's like impulse, even even things I've, I've thought about so I, it's more like here is the cash i'm going to put it into this account and here you go for it and so just so that and i had a, i had a window open for the apple store so that if i wanted to if they did, went for sales like you know what i'm definitely going to buy it with the knowledge that i can return it within two weeks but i don't want to be in a position two months from now where we find out that they only had like hundred thousand in their first shipment and now they don't know when they're getting any more. And that's that's how excited I was. That's how much I recognized myself in the sort of stuff that I could I think I could do with it. When we're talking about the Enatco method or the anti method, I think probably we're talking about I, I always ask myself the question I I try not to buy an upgrade unless this new version of whatever it is is either going to solve problems for me or create opportunities. Right. And in this case, I could immediately say that you know, I wasn't able to do this with the old one. I couldn't do this with the Pixelbook. I will now be able to do this too. There's some projects I would kind of like to play with, but I don't have the right hardware to do that. I could do it with this. This will also solve the problem that it will be a super, super powerful Uh, little tablet that can do the heavy, the sort of heavy computational lifting that I would normally have had to bring a, uh, bring an actual laptop with me. So it passed both of those things. Uh, But I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that they're not opening pre-orders until April 30th, because now I I have a cooling off period, but it's it's still sounding good, but I'm sorry, Blah, 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 flow. So flow in part, how cool this new iPad is. In the um, most in the dispassionate, the voice sure. of the seasoned okay, journalist.
1: Listen, here's why this iPad is cool. Uh, the sunlight just went out in my room, and it just like totally, by the way, completely changed the vibe of the podcast. God, the, here- the sun's
0: out over here too. Oh wait, it's <laughs> it's nine forty four. Okay, sorry.
1: I know it's anyway. That would have been really um, bad.
0: That that would have that would have had we would have had to start recording again. Our top story: the sun has gone out.
1: <laughs> that's true. The giant
0: day ball is no more. We, we have be, And then we gods. would be
1: end of the world podcasters <laughs> instead of Google podcasters. Um, whoa, that's quite a flex. So I'm going <laughs> to post a link in the show notes to my article on Gizmodo. So I had written basically that the M1 chip, which is like the real big marquee feature about this iPad Pro. Um, it is, I mean, this processing, like, Processor pipeline that Apple's developed for itself has been absolutely phenomenal for its device lineup because not only is it easy for them to just like decide how the hardware is going to work and what they, you know, need for that to be facilitated, but they can also control things like updates and just whatever other little marketing things that they kind of tossed in there in the event, um, which frankly worked on me. I I really did feel sucked into like, here's what you can do with the iPad. You can use this lidar camera and it'll do all of these cool things and act as your green screen and help you become the TikToker you've always wanted to be. Um that was that was a good selling point. And then it also made, reminded me of how I there is no Android equivalent that can do any of this right now and how frustrating that is. Um A couple of folks have pointed out since my article went live that, hello, let's not forget Samsung, which I did mention in the article very briefly. But Samsung is trying to build its own ecosystem within Android. And that itself is like a move that you have to make as a consumer. It's like, do I want to come into this Samsung ecosystem? And therein lies the whole problem with Android, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you know, fragmentation. There's no like parity in the platform. But I am hoping that with all these, you know, rumblings that we've been talking about with Google making its own processors, that it's going to mean maybe down the line, Google will get its act together, start having a really nice, nicely laid out product lineup, and we'll maybe see a tablet in there. I don't know if it's going to run Android. I don't know if it's going to run Chrome OS, but hopefully it does something like even 20% of, of what the iPad markets itself for. Because I know that it can do 100% of what the iPad markets itself for, but just, you know, what's your edge? Yeah. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, it's just,
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it really is disappointing. I i can't, uh, even when I look at the, the, the only Android tablets that I have any affection for are Amazon's Fire tablets, simply because they are so accessible. For $50, dollars $70, you can get a, Okay, it does look like it might have- <laughs>
1: It
0: it does look like it might have been designed for sale in the Gums department store in the Soviet Union. It's not sexy, but if for uh, for someone to be for a kid to be able to have their own tablet so they can watch their own movies, do whatever they want, uh that's really real that that is uh, that is great engineering as far as I'm concerned, as good as making a thousand dollar tablet that does great stuff but the, the the Samsung tablets I've seen, it's like, okay, great. so you're you're showing me these these great specs, you're showing me all the storage it has. you're showing me this, that, and the other. What can I do with it? and the apps for Andro- the android uh, market for for tablet apps is just not there they're all like yeah. big screen phone apps whereas productivity isn't there yeah, it, they can't justify that kind of expense whereas again this is a, this is as the this iPad new iPad is as expensive as a any as not even a, a low expense uh, laptop. It is starts at But people know that and then about. they
1: buy these iPad Pros and they use them right. like laptops and there in like there goes the brand loyalty. It just yeah. keeps churning. They, it keeps they, going.
0: Yeah. And and it really does show the importance of Good planning and strategy. Mm-hmm. This, I, I this is one of those factoids from the event that I had to like verify like three times to make sure I got it correctly. That no, they they also introduced a, a new iMac. That also uses the uh, the M1 processor again, their own Apple Silicon that has integrated yeah. graphics, integrated storage, integrated memory, everything. And like, no, it uses this iPad has the exact same CPU as that iMac, the exact same CPU as in the Mac mini and the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pros that were introduced late last year. This, so this is the, again, it's not, oh, they've they made a version of this for the iPad. No, exact same stuff. And the, I mean, the, the, the USB-C style connector on the bottom, it's not a high speed USB port. It is a full on Thunderbolt port and it will work with high speed <sighs> accessories. It, they Apple says that it will work with even like 6k displays. Now it's not the exact same thing as hooking up an external monitor to your laptop because on the iPad, an application has to decide that it wants to work with an external display and then it gets to decide how to use it. However, Man, that that just shows you there are just so few limitations. And not only am I excited about this new device, I'm excited about what Apple might be planning to announce at their developer conference oh, in boy. June. Google,
1: we're losing him. See what's happening? Yeah, no, this again, like, well,
0: I, I am, you know what? I, I am ecumenical. I, I embrace all faiths. I hope that whatever this upcoming Samsung event. want the, I want the event. best for whatever it is.
1: I just hope whatever this upcoming Samsung event is, is like some sort of amazing Chromebook with like an S Pen built in that I'll be like, you know what? There we go. That's what I'm getting to replace my Pixel book. And then I will be happy until whatever this Pixel processor is that comes out and is supposed to like unify the Pixel lineup. And maybe, just maybe, (laughs) there'll be a viable tablet in there. I don't know. But until then, I can just make fun of Andy because of his (laughs) iPad envy.
0: (laughs) i will not be and i will i'll be owning the top of the line brand new iPad i'm not gonna i'm no one's gonna be envying me oh, or people gonna be whatever but i'm great. i'm 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 excited beyond the capacity for rational thought
1: um don't worry everybody i will put by the way a content warning on how happily this podcast is today but to be <laughs> fair they made a really big event this week and it made me think a lot about like you know now i'm getting vaccinated next week my first shot which i'm really excited about and um which means i might start covering tech shows sometime again. And, (laughs) you know, these things are going to be happening again. And so what am I looking forward to? And now I'm starting to remember the things that I miss. I don't, I did not have an Android tablet to carry me through this pandemic.
0: Yeah. Can I, can I say one last thing though? Again, I I, I hope that we've been talking about this again in the context of uh, Android and Google observers, because this, uh, this does competing products in the same space, help us to understand what, uh, the Google platform is doing well, what they're yeah. not doing well. One other thing though, that is a really important thing. You know, I bought my first generation iPad pro in 2015 and it still runs the latest operating system. It still runs every piece yeah. of software that's available yeah. for it. The uh, And so this is another reason why I'm, I don't like spending a thousand twelve hundred $1,200 on anything that's for on principle, but I know that I'm going to, I know that this thing is going to be supported long after That's it. I stop using it. Whereas, if I buy a, let's say this, let's say we're in a world where where Google continued to put produce the 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 Pixel Book that I really really like, that super flat one, Mm -hmm. the with everything that I like, I don't know if I would spend eleven hundred dollars on it, knowing that okay, but is am I? They're going to only promise Mm -hmm. two or three years worth of updates, including security updates, and. Everyone who might have spent money on uh, on the, the, those Pixel tablets a few years ago, only to have them go the, the way of, of ghosts and winds, uh, shortly afterward, how minus would you have felt if you didn't buy this as a developer who is using this just simply to target their software for? But instead, no, I've, I've, i i oh, I had shit, I was man. really excited about this. I wanted to. I thought this is going to be something I could base my all my remote work around. Like, no, it just doesn't exist anymore. So. Things to work on needs improvement. Well, we're uh, we're running a little long. We'll we'll quickly. I'll, I'll quickly touch on what uh, what I was talking about earlier. There was a uh, I flagged a uh, a post on Reddit that kind of uh, kind of hit me in a certain way. A uh, mm-hmm. user uh, by the name of GatorsYa uh, posted a screenshot of Yikes. Google Maps uh, because he was
1: trigger on- warning or content warning. I should say this is about guns and shooting.
0: Yeah, you know? sorry about that. Um, So yeah, he was, uh, he's in Austin. And on Sunday, there was uh, another, another shooting and uh, with a a shelter in place order, uh, ordered for the community. And uh, of course, Google Maps had a public alert feature uh, on the, on Google Maps that said, Hey, look, there is a, there's a public safety warning for this location. Here's the type that it is. So you're going to want to avoid this area. And it I had a lot of, uh, it, it it's one of those things that kind of stops you mid scroll because you're being hit with a lot of different feelings. Yeah. One of which is that how horrible is it that we need to have that kind of a feature inside. <laughs> that it's
1: like a traffic alert that tells you there's a two car collision, but there's. Yeah.
0: Hey, there's a taco bell up ahead. If you're looking for restaurants that are nearby, it's kind of horrible that this sort of stuff has to be embedded, but it also made me think about Google's role in society in the United States and in the world that we have these huge companies that, for good and for bad, they're providing infrastructure that everybody relies on, even though they're not controlled by government, they're not really controlled by regulations. I was
1: going to say, so are you saying that they should be uh, regulated? Like no, utilities? no, no, <laughs> no. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not taking us there. We're already running long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes this is not a bad thing. Sometimes this is a bad thing. This is, But this is mm-hmm. a case of Google really showing that they are – Good. They are good gate, cap- good gatekeepers of that kind of responsibility.
1: Right. In that, right, right.
0: They no one was clamoring for this feature. Nobody. There was no marketing that said people would use Google Maps more if it informed them that. Oh, by the way, there's a fire uh, on this block of the city. Right. Or there's a hurricane coming to this uh, to this area. Uh, they, however, have a have an have an innate sense that people are relying on us for. Th- for information it is completely yeah. relevant for us whenever people do a google search for us to say oh by the way there's an there's a safety alert here or uh, it shows up this uh, public alerts feature shows up in maps and search and in, mm-hmm. in your google feed uh, all the places where it's completely relevant so that's why i i always hesitate to go all in when we're talking about how oh these are way too big the companies are way too big they have way too much power they have the power and right. they even exceeds the government but nonetheless, sometimes if the right people who are managing the right product do the right things, and if they continue to do the right things, I think that they should be allowed to continue to do the right things.
1: There was somebody on, on staff uh, in the developers who said, I know this is really grim to bring this to today's, uh, what do they call it, scrum meetings or whatever it's called. But uh, I do think that this is something we should add. I mean, Google's had to deal with a mass shooting on its own campus. Yeah. YouTube campus. So it's it's unfortunately. Um, I also just like the comments on the Reddit thread are very just like another day in America, which yeah. we weren't trying to make turn it into that, but you know, it's oh well. On the yeah. on the
0: plus side, next week we'll talk about how you can now get uh uh you can now get Hello Kitty and augmented reality. On your desktop. Because oh, actually, the, the, the I was
1: super excited when I saw that. And I cannot <laughs> like I the thing is, I, you know, Tuesday, Wednesdays are super busy because they're podcast days, um, you know, work and podcast days mm-hmm. now. So later in the week is usually when Mona and I, we, we start to go out to the park. I get to like play with my phone while she's at the <laughs> park. And so I'm hoping to take some cute Hello Kitty AR shots this weekend to post to Instagram. So because <laughs> I, I love things i don't uh, it makes me so happy and warm and fuzzy when all this darkness surrounds us
0: well yeah i'm I'm, I'm glad that if if google tries to reflect society as a whole i'm glad that they well the thing is people really like to have hello kitty and pack that's why i think everybody chasing their dogs around
1: Like picking (laughs) on the AR stuff, I get it. The AR stuff just seems like it's stagnant. But you know what? I'm still enjoying. I still have Detective Pikachu, by the way, installed on my (laughs) phone. I kept the little API package because I never know when I want to have Pikachu in a photo with me? So just and think he looks, about so, these and he looks so
0: cute in that Sherlock Holmes hat too.
1: He does. Oh, that movie is so good, by the way. I watch it sometimes just to put myself in a better mood. It's really good. It is. I. It's, yeah, I, it's I agree. a good movie. <sighs> well, I think that's going to
0: do it for us this week. Flo, what do you want to point people towards this week?
1: My author page, at gizmodo.com.
0: <laughs> You're doing so. You're doing some great things on on Gizmodo. I actually added the link to the all the Flo Ion on uh, stories oh, to you. like my news bar. Because my husband
1: today is like, I don't. Know if you've written this much like in a long time, he's like, I was actually really <laughs> surprised that you wrote that much like yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, I have to write something every day. <laughs> That's <laughs> this is how it is. But anyway, welcome back to full time in the trenches. Uh, what about you, Andy? What are you up to this week?
0: Uh, as usual, I'm gonna be on Boston Public Radio on Friday at 12:30. Go to wgbhnews.org. So I have now at this point about 48 hours to able to talk about the new iPad, in you know. a well, it's a conflict in that. In your business t- voice. Unfortunately, it, uh, as as advanced, voice. as advanced as this technology is, one has to wonder if this is a good value for most people who could spend half as much for a conventional Windows laptop or Chromebook. Instead, I have to tamp down the jury. Like, oh my God! Look at oh, all the crystal display, crystal display. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, I've got I've got two days to figure that out. Uh, and as usual, go to Anatko <laughs> on Twitter or on Instagram to find out what I'm doing. You can get a wonderful picture that I took outside my window when I was stuck inside practicing my violin, even though it was gorgeous and the trees outside my office window were in full bloom. But again, I had to be inside metaphorically practicing the violin and doing all my deadlines instead of going out and just being Mary Tyler Moore, turning the world on with my smile. Thank you everybody for listening this week. We hope you listen to us again next week until then everybody have a fantastic seven days.